and welcome to Franchise Paradiso. This is a podcast for lovers of film franchises, because while we all wish more original content was being made, we cannot control the major Hollywood studios any more than we can control the weather. So we will revel in what we are force-fed and dissect our beloved cinematic franchises. My name is Heath Lynch, and I am here with the amazing Foster Harlfinger. Hello, everybody. And the spectacular Rowan Wood. Hello. And we're here today to talk about the movies that we want to become franchises. That's right. This is going to be slightly different. Instead of talking about film franchises that currently exist, we're daydreaming about what could be, which means as well, there will not be a special shout out section in this episode because that's essentially what this whole episode is about. But we will go about it the normal way in terms of nominating things that we want to talk about. And after everyone has delivered all of their nominations, we're going to create the definitive franchise parody. So top 10 list for this topic. That is right. The definitive, the one, the only, the best there ever was, is, and ever will be top 10 movies that we want to see become franchises. However, there's a catch. We have to agree. We have to collaborate. We're going to push and pull and concede on points, work together to make this top 10 list as a group. So it's going to be fun. It's going to get interesting. But before we get into it, let's welcome our very special guest today, Adam Ritchie. Yay! Thanks for having me, guys. It's a treat and an honor. Thank you. Thanks for being a part of it. So yes, Adam uh, is a collaborator with us for one of the websites that we all write for, Sift Pop. Uh, Adam, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what kind of got you into film, and why this is an interesting topic to you that you're excited to talk about today? Uh, a little bit about myself. Well, um, if you can't tell, I'm Australian. Um, what well, You might have to remind me of those questions, Heath, to be honest. I'm an old man, and I don't have a great memory. <laughs> um, what got me into film? I've, look, I've, I've always loved film since I was a kid, before I can remember, and before I even realized I love film, to be perfectly honest. I had to think about that. Um, once upon a time with a question I got and um, yeah, I had to kind of dive back into the recesses and self-analyze and what have you. Um, yeah, I don't know why I love it. I just I just do. It's just a, a great escape. Um, what was the other part of that question, Heath? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, just why why this is today's topic is an interesting topic to you. Um, yeah, see, I'm, um, it, was a good, it was a good one for you guys to, to ask me to join because I have kind of I'm a pretty fresh convert to horror, so I'm not um, I'm not au fait with everything in franchising. Um, I'm starting to come two or three movies into most of the popular franchises that you guys have been covering and talking about. Um, and even with this list that we're about to talk about, I'm going to probably stretch the boundaries a little bit on what we what we're going to call as a uh, horror as a genre. But I'll I'll convince you otherwise that they might work i don't know um but yeah i think you're just being fresh to the genre and seeing um yeah man i don't i honestly i don't really know how to to answer that i just think it's kind of interesting all around i just like to talk about film honestly and and i was glad to join you guys to do it love it i appreciate you being here adam yeah (laughs) thank you so much for being here uh and before we jump into our next section next section wow words are hard (laughs) i wanted to uh say that we did get some hate mail finally someone (laughs) someone levied in um and that was listener nick and uh nick's hate mail was essentially that foster is too nice and rowan he, he didn't even actually say anything about rowan he actually got distracted and just started arguing about the concept of hate mail but then for me for whatever reason he actually did decide to be 
mean and <laughs> dig into me about some of my opinions on Hellraiser. I don't know why I got singled out, but that's fine, I guess. So thank you, Nick, uh, for writing in. We do appreciate it. And uh, we all got a real chuckle out of your email. So thank I you am, so much. If anyone I, else wants to write in, uh, we'd be more than appreciative. Uh, one, just to giggle at it. Or two, if it's really uh, a serious <laughs> question. Uh, our query uh, will definitely answer those questions on air as well. I have been begging for hate mail to do with me. And the <laughs> one time we get hate mail, it's to do with everything except me. Um, so try better next time. I'll, I'll, <laughs> say, I'll say what I can do wrong. <laughs> so, so the moral of this is I didn't ask for hate mail. Of the three of us, both Foster and Rowan have asked for it. And I got hated on. Foster is deemed too nice, and Rowan, you were just ignored when you actually want hate mail. <laughs> Curses. Do better, Nick. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, now let's uh, actually do the whole episode thing. <laughs> All right, so let's do some quick plugs before we move any further. Uh, as usual, you can just find me on Letterboxd at FOSTH101. Rowan. Which podcast are you recommending today? <laughs> uh, well, first you can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd at Rowan a Boat. Um, and a podcast plug today, I'm going to go with Runtime Babe, uh, which I do with my partner Davis. Um, and uh, by the time this episode comes up, I do believe my new website will have launched. Wink, wink. Not going to give away too many details about that. Uh, but that will be at knockonwoodfilm.com. So you should definitely go check that out. Ooh, that new is a new development. <laughs> uh, Heath, where are you going to send people today? Oh, I'm boring. You can just find me on Letterboxd at the one <laughs> Heath bar. Uh, that, that's, that's good. You can see all my rants over there. <laughs> and Adam, where do you want to send people? Uh, yeah, Letterboxd is where I'm busiest. Um, I'm curb writer on all the socials, though, but I'm not really on, on, them, on them, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, but if you want to... If you like any of my stupid opinions today, um, check me out in Letterboxd. Um, yeah. Curb spelled K-E-R-B, not Ah, uh, yes, K-E-R-B-R-I-D-E-R. Yeah. And as usual, uh, Heath already mentioned it, but hate mail goes to franchiseparadiso at gmail.com. <laughs> and we also have the Instagram at franchiseparadiso. Very nice. Um, well... Of course, as Heath said at the top, we are here today to talk about movies we want to become uh, franchises. Um, and I don't know, I feel like we can usually in this in this segment, we have a discussion about uh, what exactly that that subject means. Um, but I feel like today is very self-explanatory movies that don't fit into our criteria of what franchises are. Or which movies are... that don't have three entries yet. Exactly. The um, and <laughs> great. I feel like we can, <laughs> I feel like we can move on now. Um, so now that we know what we're talking about, let us start nominating um, options. So as a reminder, we're just going to start throwing out options from our, our own personal top 10 lists and honorable mentions that we feel should be in the conversation. Uh, before making our big uh, top 10 list at the end. So I'm going to start off with um, one that I'm sure is on nobody's, uh, on, on no other people's lists. And that is Studio 666, um, which is a horror comedy that came out at the very beginning of 2022 that I think flew under the radar for a lot of people. Um, and I feel like 
This is a movie uh, about the Foo Fighters, and they are going to record their new album in this, uh, you know, extremely haunted mansion. Um, And I feel like this is a premise that can be applied to uh, other bands uh, and that could uh, incorporate some other uh, music in there. Not to say that it has to be like a super long running franchise, but I do think that a lot of other bands could have fun with a premise like this. And hey, why not like tenuously connect them with a cameo or, or a reference or something like that? Most of the movie, a lot of the franchises we cover on the show are only tenuously connected anyway. Um, but I think Studio 666, especially if you're into music, could make for a really fun franchise. I have I have not seen that one. Is it? Uh, would you recommend that movie on yes. its own? It's yeah. really, really goofy and really fun. And really vi- so so violent, so fucking violent. <laughs> but yeah. Um, all right. I, let's see. Uh, I, I have some random ones here. Um, I'm just going to start big here. And I promise this is not a joke. You know me well enough. Uh, Tusk, which is uh, the oh, Kevin Smith No movie. shot. <laughs> uh, nice. Get out of here, uh, first of all. But here's what I'm going to say. First of all, the movie is fine. It's really not great. It's not terrible. But I think the premise of like uh, a horror movie villain who tries to turn people into animals in that movie's <laughs> case, specifically a walrus, is so bonkers that it would be perfect for a franchise. So the way I'm like making my list is um, like there's going to be some big movies thing. I'm just going to tell you like The Shining is not on my list and Hereditary is not on my list because I don't want a, another sequel to The Shining. I don't <laughs> want a sequel to Hereditary. Those movies are too good for me. You know, I don't want to I don't want to taint their legacies. But like Tusk is like prime franchise material and nothing ever really happened with it. Unfortunately, Michael Parks is, is dead. And so he wouldn't be able to reprise the role. But um, like in an alternate timeline or maybe with another another uh, villain with a similar uh, perversion, I guess, for turning people into walruses or walry, whatever the plural <laughs> right. <of that> is. <laughs> I I just want to say that I loved that your selling point for this movie, your first words were, it's not great. And I think that's a great way. Uh, no, I agree. There are definitely films that I, I think work so well as solo entries or, or the two films maybe that we've gotten that I don't like Hereditary. Hereditary is not going to be on my list either. Um, but uh, yeah, I did not see Tusk coming. So that's a fun poll. Um, I'm going to throw out one that I uh, actually regret not doing for the um, premise episode because this should have been something that I mentioned there, uh, but I just royally messed up. So I wanted to make sure I didn't miss it here. And that's triangle. Um, Mm. I absolutely think triangle is such a fun and unique premise that it is worth exploring. And you could take that in multiple different ways, uh, kind of, repeating that rolling the ball up the hill and never reaching the summit uh, that triangle is all about, or just a different takes on like horrific ways to represent Greek mythology. Um, I think that you could do this in such a, a very different kind of way, but triangle itself was such a what the fuck kind of movie <laughs> where I just every like five to 10 minutes, I was like, Oh, where, Oh, that's so cool. Oh, where's this going? Or how does this tie together? And, there's just so so much excitement in that, but it was also so tense, so fearful. Uh, I, I just, I really love Triangle. It's a great rewatch. It surprisingly works really well. 
uh, with its premise. And yeah, even if it's just literally doing the same thing that it's all sick circular, uh, comes back around to the beginning, I'd be fine with that. But again, even if it was just other takes on Greek mythology, horror versions of modern day Greek mythology interpretations, I, I think triangle is damn cool. Mm-hmm. The, it uh, just missed my list. It was the first on my honorable mentions. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, I, I know you and I both watched this around the same time. Uh, it's so, so good. Like I said, I'm going to throw out some just some random stuff that might be pushing some boundaries here. But um, I actually want to see more movies about Pearl. Um, not, I know, I know this is already a franchise, but actually Pearl as her own franchise and maybe do more um, in her world because I think there's a lot to be investigated, a lot to be explored, maybe not investigated. But um, I don't know if that'll count because it's kind of already a franchise. But it's not really a Pearl franchise. It's a uh, it's a whatever franchise, to be honest. Um, it's the X-verse, isn't it? I don't know what we're calling right, it. I guess it's it's about Maxine because Pearl is yeah. dead, so she's not even going to be in the third one. No, no. Um, but if you get to go back to those to that time and just see how, I don't know, see her kill smaller more people, as you do with <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I don't know what else to add to that, to be honest. I just thought that would be a good premise to see more of yeah. that. Well, I mean, there's a solid like 60 year gap in between X or sorry, mm. Pearl and, and X. So plenty of uh, ripe story material. Absolutely. Um, my uh, next one is a more recent release. Uh, and that is, uh, I guess there are a lot of relatively, relatively quote unquote recent releases on here. Uh, Talk to me is my next pick. Um, and I know like it's, it's going to be a franchise very, very soon. They have already filmed a prequel and they're in development on a, another movie but like i think one of them hasn't you know like there's some you know confirmation development thing that anyway uh i don't so i don't really know if it counts for our rules um but i just think that there's such a wealth of story material to be explored here especially as we go around the world um is there anyone here who hasn't seen talk to me because i don't want to spoil anything um if okay I mean, I don't know if our listeners have all seen it, though, so that is, try to that dance is, around that it. That is very but fair. Yes. Um, but in, there is a point in the movie um, that we go to uh, somewhere else in the world uh, through some sort of metaphysical spirit realm. And I think that, honestly, the whole world uh, is is our oyster uh, with this movie, and it's the rules that it presents. We could go anywhere with anyone. Um, and I think that there is just so much um, potential for story material and mythology as well. Like, I think the mythology is really interesting and there's a lot to be mined when it comes to the lore. Um, so I'd love to see. Uh, I-, I will take as many of those as, uh, as, as I can get. Yeah, I had this on my list as well. I, I, yeah. I feel like we can count it because I did they actually already wrap on the prequel? I they are, they already so they filmed the prequel around the same time, but I don't know if we know for sure about the sequel yet. Like I think they said like they I know were it was greenlit, but I don't think they've started production yet. Right, so like right. in that sense, we I can, figure we, we can still we can count it. it. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> cool because there's a lot of things that have been greenlit over the years that don't exist. So um, you know, yeah. until it's actually like they're filming, uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm cool with counting it. Awesome. Uh, my next one, this one is very high on my list, actually, and that's Orphan. Uh, mm. There's two of them out oh, already. Yes. 
Um, they're not like masterpieces, but again, like horror franchises are, are usually not masterpieces. It's just like, what's a fun premise? Who's your fun killer or your fun like villain, you know? And uh, so Isabel Furman plays the the kind of antagonist of these two movies. And she is so good. And especially in First Kill, the one that just came out like a year or two ago, um, it's so campy. And it's like, I could watch a million of these. Uh, the basic premise is couple adopts this nine-year-old kid and she starts to like kind of cause trouble. She's like, there's something off about her. And um, I won't reveal like what the the kind of final bit of the first movie is, but it's pretty crazy. <laughs> and it's like perfect franchise material. She's still killing it, Isabel Furman. So I feel like this could go on for a long time. Um, and I mean, I, I was surprised to see that they made another one a couple years ago, but it was really, really fun. So this is one that I would definitely want to see more of. Nice. Um, for me, um, there's already been two of these films made, um, but uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen them. Uh, but uh, Becky, uh, there was one that came out this year called The Wrath of Becky, and I really like those. They're kind of goofy, but it's like a revenge of addicts, um, kind of gory and slaughtery. And um, I don't know, um, uplifting is probably the wrong word to use <laughs> in a movie like this, but it's kind of um, good results, feel good for the protagonist type of films, even though there's a lot of gory shit that goes on. But um, I, I hope they actually make another, a third one at least uh, of these because I quite enjoyed the first two. Yeah, I would think that they would. They've kind of, because they did the first two pretty quick back to back. So it's set up have... to be, mm-hmm. it's definitely set up to be more, but um, I, it, it qualified for this list. So I haven't really um, another one that's high on my list is actually Little Shop of Horrors. So uh, the original Little Shop of Horrors, I think, came out in the 50s, and it's not remotely a horror movie. However, <laughs> it was then remade into a Broadway play, which is also then adapted into a film. And that one was more horror-centric. It actually leaned into the horror of it, while also being an amazing musical. And <laughs> I'm a sucker for musicals. Uh, I would kind of, what I'd love for them to do with this franchise, if they did ever make it as a franchise, is keep kind of changing the mode. So, like, the first one, uh, not a musical, like, kind of just a, a quirky story, a little bit of horror elements. Second one, full-on musical. Third one, I want them to go, like, horror, like, <laughs> go dark into it, The these killer plants, like, m- maybe have more than one Audrey like we can actually see a little bit of a plant invasion starting or like they could do so many fun, I think, interesting things with the premise. It would still kind of have a schlocky campiness to it inherently just because it's plants that eat human beings. I think there's a lot that they could do with it. That would be fun. That would fit really well within the horror genre. Um, and I, I don't know. I just I really love Little Shop of Horrors. I think there's a lot that <laughs> you could do with that premise. And I think that would be a really fun and unique one to see turn into a franchise and they only need one more movie to do it, so Love it. Uh, I'd be down for that. Not only is it plants that eat human beings, it's plants that eat human beings and then sing about it, which is yes. ultimate camp. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Little Shop of Horrors too. I've I've I saw it um, off Broadway pretty recently. It's so so fun. Um, maybe one of my favorite musicals. Um, uh, so I agree. I would I would love to see sort of an expansion, even if it's only tangentially uh, connected, because I think it has to be. I mean, the the movie musical is such a contained uh, story, you know, relatively. Um, but uh, I am going to shout out one that 
is a franchise in one way, but not according to our rules. And this is maybe one of our more controversial non-franchises. It's pretty high on my list. That's The Shining, um, because we uh, we have the original film, we have the miniseries that Stephen King made, and we have Doctor Sleep, which of course um, prevents it uh, because the miniseries was released strictly on television and has always been presented as a miniseries. Um, but I think. There have been attempts um, to make, to sort of expand this world. I know like J.J. Abrams was going to make a show um, about the Overlook uh, Hotel or something, uh, and that did not ha- end up happening, unfortunately. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but I think that there is um, plenty of room to sort of expand the world um, a little bit, especially just... It doesn't have to be too much just when it comes to the Overlook. Like I think uh, some, some projects centered around the Overlook in the past because there is decades and decades of unexplored, um, you know, uh, territory and hauntings and you know that sort of uh, that sort of thing. Um, and I think that it would be a really really interesting project. I don't know what it would look like, um, but the Overlook as a villain and as a figure, like a a a. Um, a malevolent figure I think is so interesting to me. Uh, and so I would love to see just, uh, or, or maybe even tell me about the true knot, uh, the villains from Dr. Sleep. Like, like I think they are fascinating and they have been around since it like, like ancient Rome as, as they talk about in, in Dr. Sleep. And I think that that is fascinating. Mm. That is thousands of years of, um, of potential there. Uh, so I would love to see something along, uh, along those lines. Yeah, this is my number one. Um, so I'm going to be pushing for this hard. It's interesting because we talked earlier about uh, maybe there's some films that we want to see just stay at one or two films. Um, I think Foster, you specifically said like Hereditary and The Shining, you sort of, you cited. Uh, but for me, I, there's a distinction and between those two because we've already gotten a second movie in The Shining verse with Doctor Sleep. So I, I feel like you know, the seal's already been broken on that. So I'm kind of okay with more, if that makes sense. But at the same time, like, I don't want them to remake The Shining. Like, mm-hmm. I just want Stanley Kubrick's The Shining to stay as The Shining. Right. But the the one I want to see, and I think it's a really easy way for them to go, is as we see at the end of The Shining, that picture of Jack on the wall from the July 4th party in 1921. I want to see that. I, <laughs> I want to see, you know, like, start a movie literally just with that photo and then like it pans out from it being a photo and we just see the story of Jack Nicholson, uh, the, the Jack Torrance character in 1921 and what horrors happened at the overlook back then and stuff. And like, so like there's definitely ways they could go with this. I, I absolutely agree. I want the shining to be a franchise. I'm going to push hard for that actually. Awesome. Uh, most of the ones on my list you're probably gathering already are not going to be super popular on this on this podcast episode, but that's okay. Um, I'm going to uh, throw out The Dentist, which is a very schlocky no 90s horror movie with Corbin Burnson. And again, basically what I'm going with here is movies that I just feel like are prime franchise material specifically. Not that I think the original movie is like a masterpiece, but it's really fun. Corbin Burnson is really good as like a as a crazy, like psychotic, murderous dentist. And there's two of them. The second movie is not that great, but um, I actually watched these because May, who's been on our show a bunch of times, recommended them. Um, and I, it's just like a killer dentist is like the perfect, perfect franchise villain material. 
and it's a great lead performance too. He's probably a little old to do it now. It's been like 10 to 20 years or whatever. But um, anyways, it's just like I, I, I ranked my list according to if it was announced that there was a next movie in this series, how excited would I be to watch it? And I'm, I'd be like, I'd be pumped <laughs> if they made another <laughs> dentist movie. I'd be like, I don't Okay, <laughs> sign me up, I guess. Um, so anyways, that was on my list as well. Number nine, but still. I love Corbin Burnson just as a separate thought. So I'm, I'm actually fine with this as a nomination, just anything to give him more work. I'm, I, I love it. <laughs> he was just in the, in the curse, uh, the Nathan Fielder show. Mm. He just popped oh, up nice. in that. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, my next one is, isn't strictly from a horror film, but I believe you could make a prequel that would be a horror and that's bad times at the El Royale. Um, but I would like to see a horror, a cult, a cult horror setting made from Chris Hemsworth character in that. I think you could do a prequel and make that properly scary because he could he could be a scary character. Um, I just think you could really expand on on that universe and how this guy came about and picked his minions, kind of Manson style stuff. Um, and that could easily be a horror film. And and Bad Times at the El Royale, if Drew Goddard's still on got on board, then. I would 100% be paying to see something like that. Nice. Nice. I love that uh, movie. I, I, I think that movie is fantastic. So I definitely wouldn't mind too. to see an expansion of yeah. that as well. It's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do another one that's kind of high up on my list, and that's Happy Death Day. Um, mm-hmm. Simply put, I think the original <laughs> Happy Death Day is awesome. I find it yep. incredibly entertaining and really rewatchable. I'm a sucker for these Christopher Landon take another movie's trope or gimmick and turn it into a horror spin uh, kind of thing trend that's been going on over the past few years. It's not just Christopher Landon, but I think he's been the most successful with it. And uh, I love that we got a second one, which was kind of in a weird way, like a Back to the Future 2 kind of twist. Um, and I want a third one and I know he wants to make a third one. And so far the studio is like, Nope, uh, we're not going to do it. Uh, unfortunately, the second one didn't make enough, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, horror movies are usually incredibly cheap to make. I, and Blumhouse has made some really bad horror films. So I don't know why they would, <laughs> wouldn't take a shot on this someday, but hopefully someday we get a happy death day three. Uh, I just, I think they're fun. It's, it's that mm-hmm. simple. And I'd like to see more of it that in, uh, I forget her name now. I'll look Jessica it up. Roth. The girl who plays Tree. Roth, yeah. She's really good. Uh, yeah, she's she's great. I, I find her quite uh, snarky and entertaining. Um, and frankly, I think she deserves more work. More work. Uh, Jessica Roth. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, that's it. Happy Death Day. Yep i I had this on my list too. Yeah, it's nice. on my list too. It's my number two, actually, so pretty high up there. Oh yeah, this is gonna get up there. I love it. Yeah, um, I thought about it, but I had to the second movie, so I didn't worry about it. <laughs> Same as Don't Breathe, actually. <laughs> um, my next one, I'm gonna go with 28 Days Later, um, purely yes. because yes. I, I think there's so much more room um, for expansion um when it comes to a world overrun by zombies uh i like it's such a simple premise and i think that there's a lot that can be um delved into there especially you know i mentioned with talk to me like going across the world i think going across the world in this universe would be fascinating to see how it's affected um different different areas um i actually 
full disclosure, have not seen 28 Weeks Later, but I've heard of it. Um, and <laughs> just based, based, based on what I know about it and based on how much I love the first movie, um, this is a world ravaged by a zombie virus that is different from like things that I've seen before. And I think that might be the fact that the first movie set such a tone. Um, but I would love uh, to see more uh, from there. If anything, we just have different metrics and units of time that we can still use. Why not 28 months 28 later? Months. We, have, we can do yeah. 28 hours later. You know, it, it just writes itself. Yeah, it's on yeah, my I, list as well. I had this one on mine, and it was for the reason you just said, Heath. It's just some, it's like, I just want the, I want 28 months and years. And yeah, it's just too, too I want, big. I want 20, I want a prequel 28 hours later. Give us like the, the first essential day. <laughs> of of it like you could do sure. so much with this i i the first Can't wait movie, for 28 seconds later yeah <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> it's a very short movie but it's quite good yeah, yeah. Um, short, the, the first movie is like a top 10 movie of all time for me it's like a very special mm. movie to me i just think it's incredible um and this is so this is kind of an exception to my rule, I guess, which is like it is to me like a sort of sacred movie. But I mm-hmm. kind of like you're saying the seal has already been broken with 28 years later. But I also feel like zombie Please. movies to me are a little less precious than what The Shining is to me. So sure. like, I don't I don't mind more movies in this series. Um, 28 Weeks, I think, is a pretty good movie. It's like a cool mm. setup, I think, at the very least. And it's uh, like pretty satisfying, even if it's not as good as Days. Um, okay, I will shout out. Let's see. I'll do a real recent one. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out Thanksgiving, um, which nice. I, yeah, I I don't know what the, do, does the killer have a name like the Pilgrim Killer guy. I want to call him the Pilgrim no. Killer because that's just, just what he looks like, and that's easier to know. But they gave him a, a name in the movie. They kept call, who's who's the first Pilgrim that was at Plymouth Rock. John Carver. Yeah, they they called him John John Carver like five times in the movie, so I guess they're going with okay. the John Carver killer. But frankly, <laughs> I think it should just be the or just Pilgrim John killer. Carver, I guess. Or, yeah, I mean that's not a bad Carver. That's pretty good, at least. Yeah. Um. So I mean, just the look of the character is so perfect, and I also am a sucker for seasonal uh, horror movies and yep. seasonal horror franchises that like. Every time it comes Halloween season, I'm thinking of the Halloween franchise. Just like I, I literally I drive down the street and I see like all the crunchy leaves and long roads. And I'm just like picturing the shots from the original Halloween. It's like it's perfect. And I love that. And I would love it if Thanksgiving could do the same for like, you know, the following month. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, especially and... because when I think of Thanksgiving, I think of planes, trains and automobiles. And then that's it. <laughs> like the list mm-hmm. just ends. It'd be nice if there were actual Thanksgiving movies that. I could fall back on. And yeah, I'm, I agree. I actually think I saw an article this week that Eli Roth was trying to like start writing a sequel. So I don't know if we'll uh, ever get up to three that we could call it a franchise, but yeah, I, I agree. I think this, this would be quite interesting. Yeah. I'm, have you seen it yet, Adam? I haven't, I haven't, no, I haven't seen it. I don't even think it's out here because we don't do Thanksgiving, but I did listen to, I was going to recommend June, um, I was going to recommend you a podcast. He actually did, Eli Roth did a podcast with Gala Avery. She has a new one called The Gala Show. It's only like 40 minutes long. If you like, you need to you need to listen to that because he goes into a lot of those details and I think he even calls him the Pilgrim Killer in that. But um, mm, if you like that movie, you'd probably, you'd definitely like him going behind the scenes with it. Yeah, for sure. Um, sorry, is that on to me now? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm going to go high up my list here and I want to, because this is my favourite Christmas movie and I love it. And for me, it is a horror. Um, I want to see uh, Gremlins, more Gremlins, expand on that. But I also right. want to see, I want to see John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein do that movie um, because Joe Dante is one of my actual all-time favourite directors because he has this real cheeky slice into humour and I think Daly and Goldstein would be able to replicate that really well um, with just continue on Gremlins. Gremlins two is complete kick in the face to studio to the studio system. Um, like it's a sequel that he didn't want to do, but I think they could not, a, not definitely not a remake. I want an actual sequel to this. Um, it'd be amazing, uh, just with the right sense of humour. And uh, I love comedy horror, so you'll see a few more of those in my lists. All right, here's another one for me then, and that would be Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Um, <laughs> I think this, speaking of comedy horrors, Adam, I think this movie is great. It makes I was going to mention ass off. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, and I just love how it kind of subverts horror tropes. <laughs> like, oh, here's these hillbillies, but they're actually the nicest guys in the world. And oh my god, they're stalking me while I'm swimming. Nope, they're actually just fishing. And I just, <laughs> it's so playful and. Especially when it gets to like, oh, why do, why would he throw his body in a wood chipper? Why would anyone do that? And just it gets so absurd that I can't help but laugh. But at the same time, it does have great horror elements. And I don't want a sequel that's actually like Tucker and Dale, but I want more subversions of tropes like that. Like kind mm -hmm. of in that universe, like uh, do a, a typical slasher movie where there's a, a killer in, in like the suburbs where you're kind of making fun of Halloween, but it's, you know, like someone sees through a window and it looks like someone's stabbing someone, but really they weren't stabbing someone at all. And, or you could do so much with it, I think. And, uh, I, anything, I would just call it like a versus evil kind of franchise, whatever they want to, whatever tropes they want to subvert. I think that would be really fun. Choose any two good characters. Yeah. Um, Ross and, I love Ross and Zoe. I <laughs> I love Tucker and Dale. I, I, it, it, it's one of my favorite horror comedies uh, as well. But speaking of horror comedies, um, Cabin in the Woods is my next pick. One of my all-time favorite horror movies. I knew you were going to mention this in some general. Point. Yeah, um, it was inevitable. Um, this <clears throat> movie is fascinating because it has such a finite ending and has a very um, limited scope in general. But of course, it's by design. We have to stick with The Cabin in the Woods. But it does broaden the world in very specific ways. Um, and I, I feel like deliberately doesn't explore a lot of um, a lot of that potential. Like, uh, I keep on coming back to seeing other parts of this world, um, but that's literally the design of this, of, of what is happening in this movie. And we see, like, ever so brief clips of what is happening at other places in the world um and i think that any of those i would love to see any of those um in um in any sort of project uh like we only like we see a like a like a bigfoot collapsed on a house in stockholm or something like what happened there i, I want to find out mm. um and like just seeing because part of it is is is, is how each culture uh, views horror and so i would love to see more examinations of that from the same people who made cabin in the woods i think that that would be really interesting yeah mm -hmm. i i agree this was an honorable mention for me only because as you mentioned the ending is so finite like so definitive it's done so any movie would almost inherently have to be a prequel 
or if you wanted to do it on the same day that the system collapsed, you could, but we'd be seeing the, the other cultures. Uh, the one that I, I always think of is the Japanese school Japanese, with like the yeah. spirit girl. Um, like, yeah, I think that's how you'd have to do it. It's either do other cultures from around the world the night it collapses, or you do um, like a, a prequel where we see a night where the, the plan succeeds entirely, you know, or something like that. Um, probably still wouldn't want to do a cabin in the woods setting. You'd probably still want to do another setting since they already used that trope. But yeah, it, it would be interesting for them to do more in this universe. Uh, for my next one, I'm going to continue my trend of seasonal horror, and I'm going to talk about Trick or Treat, which is a movie Yay, I watched. Yay, my number two. Yeah, I watched for the first time uh, about a month ago, um, and it's just like a perfect Halloween movie. It's kind of an anthology where the stories are loosely connected, and I feel like that alone, just like a sort of horror-based Halloween night anthology type of type of movie. I mean, you could have one a year if you really wanted to. I mean, it's pretty endless. It's just like do whatever you want, just make it kind of spooky and fun. Um, I think they're already filming a second one or, or it's like on the, on the book somewhere. It's, I don't know. I, Michael think Doherty. I, I think it's been in development hell for it's like been in development since the year, the first one released. So yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know if they're ever going to really truly do it at this point, which is disappointing, but I, I agree. Foster, this is on that list for, I, and if anything, just, I love Sam little knapsack, Sam, head sam it, he's just the most adorable thing <laughs> and i i agree i think it's just so fun you could do these annually just small little third you know 20 to 30 minute shorts you combine them into one feature film and it just it's great that's a film i need to see i've heard you guys talk about it a few times um it's not available anywhere for me down here though because australia's just a bad place for movies sometimes <laughs> um i'm gonna go you guys keep stealing my my good stuff that I want to talk about. Um, what can I talk about? I'm going to throw something out here. You, you may have it on your list, but it's actually my number one, uh, Werewolf by Night. Um, nice. That little short that Michael J. Kino did, um, I think that could just is such a rich world there that they just keep exploring and expanding on. Um, there's that relationship between, is it Ted? I think it was Ted. Um uh, yeah, uh, it's just, I don't know, it was just so brilliantly done and so beautiful to watch. Um, and also the black and white is better than the colour if you haven't seen it in colour. Um, yeah, I just think they could just go nuts on that and make feature-length films. And if G. Kino does that and the score again, John Carpenter style, then, yeah, that would be a fantastic thing to see. Interesting choice. I, yeah, uh, I actually I, really love that short. And I think yeah. that's, if anything, that's something that, the MCU might need at this point to give it a shot in the arm is just something different. Like, yeah, just go make a full horror MCU feature length film. I, I think mm. it'd be kind of fun. I'm also Pixar also need to do a horror movie. Mm. They've shown their chops in Toy Story Four. In Toy Story Four, in that antique store, <laughs> they did this horror scene. It's just like I want instantly Pixar to make horror films. It'll be amazing. Yeah. I'm always down for scaring the shit out of kids. <laughs> All right, um, my next one is going to be It Follows. Now, recently it's kind of known that they did announce a sequel to this. We're going to get They Follow, which, great title. <laughs> um, but assuming They Follow works, which I have no reason at this point to doubt it because It Follows works so well. Um, yeah, give me more of these. Uh, if, if you can make it work, make it interesting, 
maybe do something fresh each time. Like this one's clearly going to be multiple entities. Um, bring it on. I, again, just a simple scary premise of something's after me. You can't escape and no one else can see it. So everyone thinks you're crazy. It just works really well. It's very clean. It's very straightforward and it's horrifying. So, uh, it follows is definitely on my list. Yeah. Uh, that's solid. That first movie, uh, scared the hell out of me. (laughs) Um, I only have two more on my list proper. Um, and one of them is world war Z, uh, which I, I fear we only may be able to get one, um, big, uh, like zombie world, um, yeah, on our like on our final list, um, but I think both World War Z and Twenty Eight Days Later have 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 merit. World War Z especially, um, they're very distinct. Actually, they can, yeah. As well, they I mean they're zombie films, but they cover different aspects of a zombie world. Exactly. Yeah, and um, World War Z um, especially is. I mean that's more that's more of an action movie. Um, I'd mm-hmm. say uh, which even is, a geopolitical movie, which right, is which is a brilliant take for a zombie uh, story. I think so. I would love uh, to see more of that, especially with not necessarily to say our current politi- political climate, but just seeing how our current political climate would be affected. If a zombie apocalypse happened, I would like that is something that is super interesting to me. Yeah, this was actually my number three. I really love this movie. I think it's actually quite underrated. Um, and I would, and, and it could even be kind of like we were talking about with Cabin in the Woods. Maybe you just do the same day, like the same <laughs> sequence of events, but we see it from different perspectives around the world as it's happening or something like that. Or, or maybe we do see it like months after the fact. Or there, I, I feel like there's more that can be explored and extrapolated from that world. Mm-hmm. There was a sequel planned because uh, I know Brad Pitt had Fincher yep. on board to do it. Yeah, David Fincher was going to direct. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a loss, actually. What, what a cool. crazy choice that would be, though. I'd be yeah. so down for that. David Absolutely. Fincher would be a zombie film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have one more movie to round out my sort of seasonal theme here which is Krampus um, and nice. that is also also Michael Doherty who did uh, Trick or Treat so this is a Christmas movie um, and the first movie I like fine it's not like it, it's the most amazing movie in the world to me again like a lot of the movies on my list I don't necessarily adore the movie themselves I just think there's so much to mine for a franchise um, like the design of the Krampus creature is so great and I mean again just having like a Christmas themed horror franchise of which i think there are kind of one or two are already but um they're just i, I don't know it's just kind of nice and comforting to have like a, a franchise like that that you can just watch annually or that even if you don't watch them they just kind of come into the back of your head and i think this one's perfect just the whole snowy vibe you're like you know boxed in the house with your family and and then it turns uh south very quickly <laughs> anyways I, ju- I just would like to see a sequel love it oh for sure i agree Foster naming another one I've never seen. <laughs> um, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna jump on to something that's I'm gonna argue it's a horror. It turns into a horror film. It is a comedy, um, but it's probably the best comedy of all time. Uh, Hot Fuzz. Um, <laughs> I want to see more Wicker Man style because this is 100% a Wicker Man style film. But if if you have Simon Pegg and Nick Frost playing buddy cops, as in this is after. Hot fuzz, and they just kind of dive into this world of the supernatural or, or, or just the creepy, creepy neighborhood type of stuff. I reckon that would just be 
who doesn't want that? Honestly, it's hot fuzz sequels. It'd be just incredible. Put three Zeds on it on the next one, like it'd just be amazing. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know what you guys think about that, but not technically a horror horror, but it turns into hot, hot fuzz is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And I do get what you're saying. I think it is. Like, like that is one of those like sacred ones for me. Like, I would never want to touch this movie. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, this is this is. I respect your vision. I just do not agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I, I do. Uh, I do agree with your conceit that it's in the argument, in the debate, in the argument for best comedy ever. I I think I still have like. Holy Grail slightly higher, but I think this is my number two. Like, I just, I love this movie as well, but I'm also with Ooh. Rowan of like, I don't know if I want them to touch this one. Ironically, though, I'd be okay with them doing more of like Shaun of the Dead, though, in that world. Mm-hmm. But like, to me, Hot Fuzz, I'm like, nope, this is sacred. This is holy. I don't. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying, but I thought Hot Fuzz is a bit more open to franchising where Shaun of the Dead, although it's on my honorable mentions i don't know that you can create franchise out of that that seems to have like a definitive ending but again it'd be one of those things that you have from maybe a different perspective but um mm-hmm. yeah and also life of brian is greater than the holy grail so thank you <laughs> well those are those are fighting words <laughs> <laughs> i'll die on that <laughs> i uh have one more on my official top 10 before i'm on honorable mentions and that is the vivich or The Witch, if you want to pronounce it incorrectly, uh, by Robert Eggers. Here's the thing. I don't know if we would ever even get a second one in this, let alone a franchise, because I don't want anyone other than Robert Eggers to do it if it's going to exist. And I don't think Robert Eggers has any desire to do it. Um, I'm pretty sure he wants this to stand as as a one and done. And frankly... I totally respect anyone that's like, no, this should remain a one and done. However, I think the world is interesting enough that it could be more. I don't know how to phrase that other than like, there's just, there's more in the exterior of this story in this world that he's created that can be explored. Like we could actually see more about the witches in the woods. We can see that coven. Uh, We could, we can see more of like, the families in these towns and how they're impacted by it. I think there's just more there and it was so richly defined and explored in the first film. It was so terrifying. Uh, The characters felt so distinct and visceral to me that I I just, I I would love to see more in that world. This movie is so good. It's it's just so so good, yeah. um, and 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 as a as a proud New Englander, I would love to see more uh, uh, representation uh, in that um, in that realm. And speaking of Thanksgiving as well, I'm from Cape Cod, and Thanksgiving takes place just off Cape Cod in uh, Plymouth. So I have yet to see it. Also, uh, I should I should I, I should preface. Um, anyway, yeah, isn't um, that required? You live so close to it. You I know, like I know. I I, I should have I should have, uh, and I will. Um, my final one on my list proper is Megan or M. Thregan, um, which also came out, uh, this year. Um, this movie, I, I don't think is that great, but it is <laughs> campy and fun. And I would just love to see more of that. I know that they're making a sequel. It's coming out, uh, 
I think it's either next year or the, or the beginning of 2025 or something. Um, and I am look, looking forward to that. Like, I don't even care. Um, pull out all the stops. Have her fight Chucky eventually. Uh, I know that <laughs> you know, that's never going to be off the table. Uh, have her, you know, just make it even more goofy and ridiculous because that's what a premise like this demands. <laughs> Um, like bring in like weird A-list cameos to to like get killed by Megan or something. Uh, I, I I think that would just be so much fun. I like that this we've just pitched good. multiple movies of they're not that great, but <laughs> <laughs> they just have to be fun. Yeah. Well, I mean that makes sense though because the it's not your favorite movie that's not a part of a franchise. It's the one you want the franchise. Sure. A franchise to exist because it's like we're not really so much looking at the movie itself as much as the potential of the premise and yep. like i feel like the potential of megan is huge too so i had that as an honorable mention but i, I did not agree. have it in my top 10 because i felt like when i watched this movie it felt like it was sort of designed to be it was like trying to be iconic you know like a little bit too hard for me and then I, like something like Chucky to me just sort of naturally fell into like cult classic status. Whereas this felt like I felt like it was designed in a lab to try and like mm-hmm. appear on like TikToks and stuff like with the dance and everything, which is like five seconds in the movie, <laughs> even though the trailer promised so much more, but I do agree. I would be excited for more, especially if they ever do the Megan versus Chucky, which honestly probably will happen because both like Chucky's still, you know, going strong. Yeah. He he's still chucking. I would he's even still... <laughs> I would even go so far as to say if they don't do Megan versus Chucky in the next ten years, I'd be disappointed. Like like outright disappointed. And come on, hey Hollywood. Blumhouse, you wouldn't want to disappoint our good friend Heath Lynch. No, you? of course not. <laughs> do the right thing. That's a different. I'm pretty movie. sure that's what Spike Lee was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have one more movie in my top 10, and that is Oculus. This is a Mike Flanagan movie uh, that is, uh, I actually do think this is a really good movie. It's basically a haunted mirror. That's the premise. And I mean, the way the way he takes what should be a really stupid movie and makes it pretty brilliant, like just with his filmmaking, and it's really tense and scary too. It's like kind of a miracle. And I feel like just the the... Like, if you've seen the movie, the things that they're able to do just with the mirror and, like, the connection to the family and to the house. And, um, I mean, there's just so much you can do with it. Like, have that mirror exist, kind of like what Rowan was saying for some other franchise I can't remember. But, like, throughout generations, you know, different time periods, the the mirror, the image of, like, the camera lingering on the mirror is just haunting on its own. And... I don't know. I just, I just feel like this is one that I'm actually kind of surprised there's not an Oculus two, to be honest with you, um, because it seems like a really inexpensive, relatively easy to to make sequel. So I don't know, but I, I, w- I would be excited if there was another, especially if he was like a a producer, Mike Flanagan, in some respect. On a separate note, Mike Flanagan might be my favorite like Hollywood person to join Letterboxd because he is <laughs> yeah, doing the awesome. thing, and it is so fun to follow him and all the right, lists yeah. and reviews he comes did out you see with. His, uh, did you see his first date list and that yes. uh, that like starts off uh, you know like totally fine and then gets very fucked up very fast? So if anyone wants a fun Letterboxd follow, <laughs> find Mike Flanagan. He's great. I'll have to check out more of him. I do follow him, but yeah, he's pretty good. Um. I'm going to. I've still got a few more on my list, to be honest. I'm surprised that I still do. Um, I'm going to actually choose Army of Darkness because I want to see more time traveling Ash because that movie is just bonkers. Uh, look, uh, that's uh, for me. That was uh, it's an objectively terrible movie, but 
holy crap, it's fun, it's nuts, it's great. Like, it is great, but it's just, I don't know, it's really hard for me to describe it or explain it, but I just really want to see more of that being, being explored as well. Because um, you can just have endless fun with Army of Darkness, I think. Different time periods, different whatever. It'd be amazing. That that premise is great. Um, I don't know if it would really count because it is technically already part of a franchise, although it's incredibly different than literally every other yeah. entry in the franchise. It feels that was completely be, distinct. But it yeah, is that was going to be my disclaimer. <laughs> but yeah, I I'd be totally down for time traveling Ash doing whatever. So if they want to bring mm. me more of that, I'm fine with it. Um, I'm on to honorable mentions now, and that brings me to Constantine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've always felt that this has been an underrated movie. It was much maligned when it came out, and I never understood that. I thought the performances were actually pretty solid. Uh, I thought Keanu was doing something at least a little bit different than normal. Uh, I really loved the portrayal of Lucifer. Uh, I loved Gabriel. Um, uh, there's there's a lot here that I think that they can do that would make it, you know, it's kind of fun because so many times when we see exorcism kind of movies, it's usually from the perspective of the church and Constantine as a character, he is an exorcist who has been disavowed by the church. Uh, he knows everything that these people in establishment religion know, uh, but he, he hates it. He resents it uh, for what it does to, mankind and and how it's tortured himself personally i i think he's just such an interesting character it gives us a different perspective on a type of exorcism movie uh it's also more action oriented which is kind of fun to have an action horror uh we usually don't get stuff like that unless it's like strictly in like the zombie world um but this isn't a zombie film so it's just i've always thought constantine was really fun there's rumors that they're trying to make a constantine 2 finally I think Keanu has even said he'd be down for that, uh, but I don't know if they've ever, I don't know if it's officially been greenlit yet or what the status of it is. But even, anyway, regardless, Constantine, that would be uh, one I'd like to see more of. Nice. Uh, I haven't seen Keanu Reeves' uh, Constantine, but I love the character. I think the character is so fun. Yep. Um, you'd like it, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think you'd really mm -hmm. dig it, Rowan. I own it on Blu-ray, so I will check it out <laughs> at, at, at some point when I'm home. Oh, the, um, the terrible, I own it and I still haven't watched it list. Oh, yes. We all have it. Oh, yes. Um, I am on to honorable mentions as well, uh, so I'm I'm not going to spend too long on, 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 on any of these, but the one I'm going to mention now is one of my favorite camp horror movies, and I feel like I only need to say the title, and that is Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. <laughs> um, how can you go wrong with other historical figures fighting other mythical monsters? I mean, like, it, it literally it, this is the definition of writing itself. I cannot <laughs> impress enough how easy of a moneymaker this would be. And if you haven't seen Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, do yourself a favor. I I would totally be down for that. Just more <laughs> more historical figures, more monsters. Yeah, I have not I have not seen it yet, so I guess I will be doing myself Monster. a favor soon. Go, go right now. Watch it right now. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, one of my honorable mentions. Then uh, another movie that I didn't love, but I just think is a perfect franchise. Uh, materials, scary stories to tell in the dark mm, is nice. just a, a perfect, again like I love the little, It's this one's not as much of an anthology but the kind of episodic structure of the stories and there are already so many stories I think in that series that haven't been 
you know, in the movie. So I, that's that's one that I wanted to mention. And Andre Overdraw, who's the director of that movie, uh, I as much as I didn't really love like the characters in that movie, his visuals are incredible. And Guillermo del Toro was a producer and everything. So like, I don't know. I'd be excited if they if they announced a second one of these. I have seen that one for a start. Um, yeah, but I kind of agree with everything you said there. Um, I'm going to go with a recent one, Totally Killer, because I am a huge lover of time travel films. Um, you probably all know that 12 Monkeys and um, Back to the Future are my kind of my favourite films. Um, totally Killer, I'd love to actually see it kind of lean more into the Back to the Future um, mythos as well and the second film being the future and the third film go to the Wild West just to completely complete the set. I think it would be hilarious. Um just to see what they could do there um, in just, just investigating. Um, a bit more around Back to the Future, but is, as a, uh, I, don't know, I guess, a slasher horror franchise instead. I think that'd be cool. I love Totally Killer, so if they wanted to mm. do more with this, I'd be fine with it. I, uh, it, I thought it was just quirky enough. It, it, it got the point that it was doing. Uh, it understood the assignment and was fun enough that I, I really enjoyed it. I've already watched it multiple times. So, um, I am going to nominate uh, Malignant. <laughs> uh, Malignant, I think, is just a batshit kind of crazy movie. And I think that's also where horror kind of thrives is when they can have these really insane premises. I think James Wan and the way he likes to do things uh, worked really well directing this year. And I'm sorry that police uh, station sequence in that movie is just bananas fun. And I am totally down for just seeing that kind of stuff more. So, um, and the, the ending of the film did, if I remember correctly, kind of left itself open to, yeah, they could do more. So uh, malignant, I think would be fun to see. Very nice. Um, uh, that was on my honorable mentions list as well. Um, my next one is a movie that I believe I've brought up once before uh, and uh, on, on this show, and that was on the uh, Best Premise episode. Um, and it is one, I, I mean, I know I keep saying this, but it is one of my favorite camp movies ever. Uh, and this is The Velocipaster. <laughs> Um, which has maybe, I mean, of course I brought it up in the, in the premise episode. It does have one of the best and easily hookable premises of all time when it comes to low budget horror. Um, and, uh, they are already, uh, they've already wrapped on the Velocipaster 2, which I helped crowdfund. Um, and, uh, <laughs> there so is, proud. I think so much potential, uh, when it comes to, uh, this, movie because come on guys it is a priest that turns into a velociraptor i don't know how hard it is to get people on board with this i feel like it's so <laughs> it should be so so easy um there was going to be a sort of spiritual sequel uh that they were going to make before covid called outback dracula that is like a, a a a queer uh vampire movie that was in the same world but they never got past that because of covid um, but I just, I don't know. I just think it, this movie is so fun. And I think that there is, especially when the people who made the original, uh, are in charge, there is just so much potential, uh, for more, more wordplay titles, please. Exactly. <laughs> uh, next one I'm going to shout out. This was almost in my top 10 and it was for a little bit as I was, as I was sorting earlier, but, uh, that's crawl. 
um, mm. which is the, oh gosh, alligators or crocodiles? Somebody help me out. Uh, crocodiles. It was in Florida, right? Alligators. Oh, okay. Um, so anyways, it's it's basically just alligators. That's the premise. Uh, there's like a hurricane of, of some sort that's going on in, in their in their area and the the alligators just kind of start coming up through the basement and then as the water level rises the gators continue to rise with it anyways you could do either like other you know alligator based (laughs) home invasions (laughs) or (laughs) or you could do sentence or or you could do other animals as well like in different parts of the world i just love the like animals gone wild i feel like you don't really see much of that at all nowadays because it's so bonkers and like who's gonna who's gonna like who's gonna film it who's gonna green light it i don't know but it was such a fun movie and it's just a simple premise it's just like in and out thrills actually you know what there was another one beast with idris elba which wasn't as good but like even so just i i kind of just want more of those like animals gone wild type of movies and um it being alligators is just so perfect it's just like the perfect crazy animal to do for this and i would like more of it silence <laughs> okay thanks guys no, I'm, I'm definitely down for more i i, okay. I love goofy monster movies uh, especially because i i think a lot of people actually i'm one of them that have a fear of things underwater um so yeah you could definitely do a lot with this um i'm kind of scrambling to think of what to talk about next because this the one i'm gonna talk about i think is probably a bit sacred um but when i first saw it I kind of instantly, at the end of it, instantly kind of had thoughts in my mind about what a sequel could be. Um, and that's the thing, the original, oh, well, not the original thing, uh, but the 1982 Carpenter version. Because um, that ends where I would expect someone, I think I even said in my review, Mulder and Scully would turn up and, and start investigating what exactly happened at this Antarctic base. Um, I think it could be quite interesting from that perspective. But again, it's probably not something I'd want to have re sequelized but um i still think there's a good idea there um to do it so i'll say the thing anyway interesting yeah the Mm. thing the thing is it's weird because i think it's technically counts as a franchise for us because of the thing Mm -hmm. from another world but the thing from another world and then the the was it a remake or a sequel they made in like 2011? It's a remake. Was it? It was a prequel, but like essentially a remake. But so, a prequel, yeah. it's not a remake. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a sequel to the actual Carpenter <laughs> thing, though. So like what Adam's referring to has never yeah. existed. I think the, the 2011 one, I have not watched it yet, but I think what it yeah. is is in the 82, the thing, there's um, a, a previous research base where where the event had happened. And so the 2011 thing tells the story of that previous research base. So it's like, I can't remember where they're from, like Sweden or Norway uh, or some Norway. country. Like that. Yeah. Norway, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's I think that's what that one tells the story of. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so I guess it's my lack of horror knowledge showing. Um, <laughs> anyway, all good. That's all good. All yeah. good. Um, one for me would be us. Mm. Uh, frankly, I just find the concept of doppelgangers scary, um, especially if you have <laughs> one in Tasmania, as <laughs> I've been told by Adam. Uh, but 
I, I think there's something that they could do with this here. Uh, I have a feeling just in concept, I, there's no way this girl is the first girl or only girl that ever escaped the, the underground. Like someone else somewhere in America has to have to have escaped these tunnels. Um, and I, and if so, I, I'd like to see their story. Maybe their story ended completely differently, or maybe we can see uh, where all the doppelgangers are coming up all around America. And we can see a different perspective of it where it's almost like a zombie movie, but it's these doppelgangers taking over and fighting themselves uh, across America that lead, leads to the hands up across America thing. Or maybe we get a prequel where we see the, the underground and how it was established and how all these doppelgangers came to be, how they lived down there. And maybe there's like, <laughs> it, you know, it's tied into some like weird political government conspiracy or something. Like, I think there's a lot within the concept of that world that they could do. So uh, I think that could be interesting. So us was a honorable nice. mention for me. Great. Um, <laughs> my next pick is uh, perhaps the worst of the of the terrible <laughs> movies uh, that I've that I've mentioned so far. Um, I think this is maybe one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars. Um, it's okay. <laughs> so bad, so so bad. Um, it is two acts of a movie stretched out to ninety minutes. Um, and there's, there's no conclusion. There's no climax. There's no nothing. It is terribly <laughs> structured and uh, essentially like terribly acted. Everything is bad about it except for the world. I think the world is so interesting. It's, it's like they're, they're investigating this like cult on Mars and they're like while doing a prison break for other reasons and then there is like this spirit that is like possessing the cult members and then infiltrates the group i think this is so interesting and like hints at this like martian civilization that i think is would be so so cool and i wish that it wasn't stuck in this godly goddamn terrible movie um because it like it really is just such an interesting um idea and it's never going to become a franchise because this movie did horribly and is horrible but if they were to make some sort of reimagining or something i think that could be um really really uh interesting cool uh, i'll do i'll do my carpenter that's on my honorable mentions then and say the fog mm. which uh I'm, I'm gonna butcher the premise it's something like there was like a shipwreck a hundred years ago and then these the like yep, ghosts of the shipwrecked people are kind of wandering this village this like coastal village i want another one just for the just for the atmosphere, the the setting, it's just perfect. Um, and I think you could do like, um, it has this sort of mythical like campfire story quality, especially like with the opening of the movie and everything that I feel like would lend itself pretty well to, to a reimagining or reinterpretation, whether that be a remake or a, I don't, I don't know if like a sequel would work at this point. It's been so long ago, but I just like the, the feel of this movie and I don't feel like I've seen it really replicated anywhere else. So that's on my list for sure. Especially with improvements in visual effects and practical effects since that film came out, like the ghost pirates could look really gnarly. I think that'd be fun. I'm going to pull out something from the bag. Um, it's an obscure Spanish horror movie called The Platform. It's on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. Um, but basically, not. you have. Uh, basically, the premise is okay. Um, it's kind of, I won't say it's like Cube, but it's like Cube. Um, these, this, these people that kind of trapped in a room together, as in two people, um, they're on certain levels. Um, 
and it's kind of a bit of an eat the you'd like it Heath, because it is kind of a bit of an eat the rich theme um so fundamentally what happens is at the top level they prepare this group of whoever prepare this massive meal and the top level get to eat what they want and then the platform comes down to level two and all the way down to like a level hundred and something and, and they get to eat what's left otherwise they starve to death and they have to fight over stuff and blah de blah so it's like a class system um, but then after a certain amount of time it rotates and they can either go up levels or down levels and then it just this story that builds along in the platform um, it's actually quite good. Um, I thought it was quite good when I watched it a few years ago. But it'll really be really good to see just more sequels to that type of premise. To be perfectly honest, um, I'd, I'd definitely recommend if you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, yeah. Any, I, I don't know what else to add to that. To be honest, have you guys seen it? I haven't seen it, but I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. I just remember it seeing it pop on Netflix for us like a yep. few years ago, and I never watched it. Mm. Though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe yeah. I only have one more honorable mention, and that is going to be Jennifer's Body. Um, mm. I think Diablo Cody is just really fun, and I, I like seeing more of her work. I, I'm really excited for that Lisa Frankenstein. I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That looks really fun. I, I'm excited to see that next year. Mm. Um, but uh, Jennifer's body, while I'm, I'm not sure that the film was executed very well. Um, I, I have some issues with its construction and its narrative. Uh, I love the themes that it was going for, and I love the performances. I love how outlandish it is, and I want to see kind of more just in that world. Are there other, you know, you want to keep using the high school setting, I think is fun. Uh, high school teen horror. Um, are there other people that have been turned into demonic entities? If so, how do we want to see that kind of story? Or how did that band in the first place learn about the demonic spell that they were going to do to, you know, make that sacrifice so that they could become famous? You know, where did that origin originate from? Is it like some witch's coven that they got a spell from if so can we see that story i think there's just stuff in that world especially if it's still written by diablo cody and kind of has her signature styles uh uh, signature sense of humor um uh the the pro-feminist ideals in it i think would work really well and be a lot of fun um i agree i love i love diablo cody stuff too she did a um uh a musical a jukebox musical based on Alanis Morissette's music uh, called Jagged Little Pill that I thought was just amazing. Um, uh, yeah, so I agree with you, Heath. I would love to see more, uh, like expanding on more of the uh, the specifics uh, when it mm-hmm. comes to the details. Um, I have a few more in my honorable mentions. Um, why haven't we gotten, like, why haven't we greenlit 10 sequels to The Pope's Exorcist? Uh, by now um i mean russell crowe riding around uh like riding around the world somehow uh, on an italian you know on a tiny little moped um it's peak cinema i don't know how else to describe it um and i think that uh, i could watch those movies until i died Uh, i wouldn't be necessarily happy after a while uh, but i would still watch them um, yeah, Pope's Exorcist is my <laughs> is my next not 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 so serious uh, pick. Well, there's going to be 199 sequels, actually, according to the end of this movie, as there as there should be, because there's 200 evil places where Few. God is not welcome, and we've only seen one. Few. So I just wanted to help you check your facts there. For I a can't second. wait for the episode set in my house. 
Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, uh, this was an honorable mention for me too. Um, I have uh, the Babadook on mine, which I don't really want a sequel to. It's just the design of the Babadook is so good. And I feel like if it's like a true authentic, like like it's Australian, right? Adam, help me with uh, Jennifer Kent directing and Essie Davis. Very real um, country. Like if, like if Jennifer Kent came back to do another Babadook, I'd be one hundred percent down for that. I just don't want like a trash sequel to this. But like, I mean, yeah. the Babadook itself is terrifying, and uh, the style of that movie is so good, and the performances are so good um, that if I heard there was a Babadook too, I would be excited. Not that I necessarily need it, but anyways, that was one more on my honorable mentions. Yeah, this was a Probably. sacred one to me where I. Uh, I think the first one is nearly perfect and I don't want it to be touched. But at the same time, I completely agree with your consent of if someone said there was a sequel, I'm still going to line up and see it like opening weekend. (laughs) Uh, I think the Babadook as an entity, as a, as a horror, like as a terror is horrifying. Like that creature, that design, uh, the voice, uh, like I, so if, if they could somehow do more with that, um, but I don't want to see like the same story. I don't want to see an interpretation of like trauma and grief, uh, something like it would have to be something different if they were to do it. Yeah. The problem in Australia is getting money for these type of things, to be honest. Mm. Film funding is not easy out here, I believe. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to have one more, I think, um, because everything else I have in here is, I don't know, it's probably not great in hindsight after I've written the list. Um, <laughs> I'd like to see more uh, parallel um, stories from Iron Legend uh, because I think their films copped a bit of a bad rap. Um, It's not too bad, um, depending on the ending you see. Um, But I'd like to see maybe Paris, maybe LA, maybe Sydney, I don't know. Um, But just with also big stars, like Will Smith was, you know, at, at or near his peak at that time. Um, my cat's just busted through my door. Sorry, that scared the hell out of me. The house is dark, so real-life horror here. Um, yeah, so you want to see Matt Damon be uh, I Am Legend in L.A. or, uh, I don't know, I don't know, just, just, just I don't know, think of whatever you want to, to fill that out. But I think it'll be a cool little franchise to set up and, and keep going. Yeah, I'd be down for that. If we're... I don't if know we're if going by our rules, this is a franchise. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think it, it is? might be. Because I Am Legend, the Will Smith one, is the third adaptation of a novel, and they're, they're making a sequel to I Am Legend, so that's four. Is that true? What are the other two? So this um, is a game. The original novel was called The Last Man on Earth. Yeah, The Last Man on Earth, and then The Omega Man was the next one. That's the, yeah. that's the Will Forte show. All, it's all the, <laughs> all the same story. They've just remade it several times. Mm-hmm. Is that right? All right. Well, every yeah. time. It, again, I should just—I should not have joined this podcast. Sorry, guys. Turn it again. That's three. That's three. Um, I think Foster. Foster, do you have any more? Because I think Jennifer's yeah, out of honorable mentions. Last one. Oh, just one more, which is already becoming a franchise. The Strangers. I don't really need nice. to say much about it, but I—I I, yeah. I haven't seen the sequel, Pray at Night, actually. But um, I'm sure I would like it because it's got kind of a following. But um, they're doing the first the, one's great. Um, they're doing the Fear Street thing with that one. They're making three and they're releasing them. Oh, nice! Right at right right after each other. Which is, is Rennie Harlan? Uh, I don't know. I feel like he's involved somehow. They're pulling out all the stops. Clearly. Um, uh, yes, Rennie Harlan directed. Interesting. 
The Strangers. Yeah. I mean, chapter actually, one. <laughs> I think he's a fine director. He's just kind of crazy and has a lot of weird movies on his resume. Um, yeah. <laughs> like his nightmare movie is like pretty decent and it's got like some fun directorial flourishes. So like, I don't know, but his last few movies have been not the greatest. I'm like that far from buying Cutthroat Island was just released in 4K. And I'm, I know it's terrible, but I'm like this far from buying it. Maybe, maybe when it gets cheaper, but I really want to see it. Because I hear it's terrible. Well, good terrible. I don't know, I don't know if you guys have seen it. But that's Rennie uh, Holland for you there, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I have uh, three, just three more on my honorable mentions that I'll run through. Um, Zombieland is my last uh, zombie-related one. Uh, not that we necessarily need a franchise. I, I just think it'd be fun. Um, and it would be only one more movie. Uh, the Cursed, uh, which was like a werewolf, you know, supernatural. Yeah, in 2022, I think. Yes, yeah. Um, that, like I just thought, atmospherically, it was fantastic. Uh, and The Empty Man, which flew under the radar during COVID and then never got a physical release and uh it's streaming sort of bounced around um but this movie the ending is so so interesting and has one of my favorite scores um for a horror movie uh, also but yeah this this movie i it it, it didn't blow me away but it, it, it got my brain working in a way that a lot of movies don't and so i would love to see more of what they could do especially with the way that this movie ends it's a good choice empty man is good hell yeah all right. all right, so now that we have all of our nominees, let's uh, jump right into the ranking since we're not going to have a special shout-out section because, again, this is a essentially a special shout-outs episode. So we have all our nominees. We found the pieces to the puzzle. It's time to put the picture together, and we are going to rank these movies and determine our top ten movies that we want to see become franchises. Um, we're going to argue, debate, come together, concur, and make a collective decision here. So let's start. Are there any that like jump out to us? I I heard a lot of support, I think for happy death day. Mm -hmm. Is that up there on a lot of people's list? Yes. Um, and was Um, there any others that were like the shining, the shining for me, I, but I know that Adam and Foster, you said you don't, that that one might be sacred cow and you guys didn't want to, or. Uh, the way you guys sold it, though, was quite good. Like, as in your concept for it, I, I, I would accept. I mean, it's not like it's one of those things where you, you don't want it, but if it came out, you'd, you'd watch it. Yeah. Um, trick or treat, maybe? Yeah. 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 Trick or treat for sure. Um, 28 Days Later, Cabin in the Woods, I yeah. also like. 28 Minutes Later. I, I would like World War Z and It Follows in there. I'm going to fight for Gremlins and. Um, Werewolf by night. They'll be the only two I reckon I'll fight for. Has anyone seen the Orphan movies? No. I have not, but I know the twist, and no. I think it's wild, so I'm like, I'm fine with that being in there. Okay. I feel bad that I'm the only defender of that, but I think No, like, I'll defend franchise. it based off my knowledge of it, even if I haven't seen it. Like, I, okay. I agree. Would anyone oh, watch be down this is growing. Triangle? What was that? Which one, Heath? Triangle. Triangle. I'd be down. It wasn't on my list proper, but I would be down to move it on at least. And then I think Talk to Me was one that we were all kind of on board with. Yeah, totally. Um, How do people feel about Thanksgiving? I I would actually be totally down for that. But sure. 
I think we have like 12 or 13 now. Last one I want in consideration. What about Constantine? I would be good with that. Sure. Totally killer has to be in there. Well, well, then maybe not has to be, but surely I'm not the only one. No, it has to that. be. It's our number. It's our number one. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Sorry. I'm just making. Haven't you seen it? What's that? You haven't seen it. I have not. I'm a You're fake fan. A I'm a fake cinephile. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only other one that I would I would suggest has anybody seen Krampus? No, but I would be down to move it on just because I I know the premise and I yeah. love holiday horror specifically Christmas horror. Same thing. I haven't seen it, but I know the premise, and I think it's just fun. So, oh, I'm going to be on an island for this ranking. I can I can tell already. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you all in advance for breaking my heart. All right. So let's cut it off there because we're already at 16, and we need to cut back from here. Okay. Um, what are what are ones we're willing to sacrifice? I feel like sacrifice to the horror gods i feel like triangle maybe one yeah just because heath i know it was on your list but it was it it didn't make two of our lists and was on my honorable mentions triangle um, yeah i am sad but yeah that's fine i'll i'll cut it <laughs> everyone um, else now has to cut themselves Cut Everyone has to cut themselves. Interesting interesting phrasing. I'll uh I'll uh, clip that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, uh, no, okay. um I mean I will it cut follows, I'll get rid of. I'll get rid of it follows. I thought that movie was just I I didn't I, I just don't think I understood it. I, I don't know if I want to get rid of it follows yet. That's. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm willing to cut Krampus because I'm the only one who's seen it. I see. Okay, okay. I have a. I have a. I have a something to say. <laughs> if it were everyone quiet, Rowan must speak. In okay, so in my mind, we have two um, seasonal, like non-Halloween seasonal horror movies on here. That's mm-hmm. Krampus and Thanksgiving. Based on what I know, I haven't seen either of them, so neither of them were on my list, but based on what I know about both of them, I would cut Thanksgiving. Um, because Krampus just seems more, like, more franchisable to me, but I haven't seen either of them, so I am not sure. Foster, would you, would you have a different viewpoint? I had, actually, Thanksgiving a little bit above Krampus, to be honest with you. Yeah, I would but have Thanksgiving should, above Krampus as well. Should we get rid of ones, though, that... I know it's your podcast, guys, sorry. But should we get rid of ones that we know are pretty much going to be franchises anyway? Like Thanksgiving possibly will be. Talk to me definitely is going to be. Should we just get rid of those? Because they're ones... Because this is about what we want to see. We're, we're going to see them. But these are we going to choose stuff that, that we're probably question. not going to see but want to? Interesting. That is an interesting conceit because... On the one hand, we don't definitively know. Like, uh, again, Talk to Me has the prequel. It sounds like it's pretty much wrapped, and they're they've greenlit a sequel. So, in theory, it could fall apart and not happen. But odds are, it is going to exist 
I don't know mm. if we know that for sure for Thanksgiving because that's only had one. It's hard to guarantee two if you know they're just now starting production on the second. But still, <laughs> odds yeah. are in its favor. What, what are our thoughts yeah. on something like that? At the same time, I still want it to be a franchise. So, like, yeah, in the yeah, spirit of the question, it still fits. What What do we think? Just Foster thought. Rowan. I don't really have a strong preference either way to be honest with you i think that is a good way to cut down on some that's that's what i suggested it certainly allows us to be more creative with the list because we're gonna have Mm. more wild takes if if we're if we're kind of in agreement of we think talk to me and thanksgiving is probably going to have a shot of existing anyway as a franchise i'm fine with cutting them but in the interest of the question i do think they for sure belong in the conversation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hmm. I'll, I'll say this. I think werewolf by night probably needs to go. Uh, I know it's, it's also definitely a very fun short. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, Adam, it's, it's not a feature also. It, it, yeah. It's, it's not even technically at one entry yet. Like they, they, <laughs> it's half a, so I don't, the idea of them getting to three movies, I don't know if, the MCU even has that much horror in them to make that worthwhile. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Get rid of that. Guys, are um, we underrating Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke for those listening at home. Okay, so we have 14 now. Did we want to cut Krampus and keep the Thanksgiving as the holiday option? I'd be okay. I'd be okay with doing that. Sure. Um, hmm. How strong is Totally Killer? Because I haven't seen that. I don't. In when compared to these ones, I don't think it stacks up. Yeah, I think it's a top twenty choice to me, not a top ten. Yeah. So you would say it's not totally killer. I think it (laughs) is totally killer. I don't think it's amazingly jawsomely killer. Jokes. Comedy. (laughs) Um, Okay. Let's see. Uh, we got to cut two more. I mean, I didn't have talk to me on my list. I'll just say that's a, that's one that to me, it's like, I like the first one and, and like the idea of a sequel or prequel or whatever is like, I'll watch it, but I'm not like excited about it specifically, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, in the interest of just being quick with it, do we just want to cut Thanksgiving and talk to me then? That would get us right to 10. Exactly. Sure. I mean, Talk to Me is, is one of the ones I would cut anyways from this from this list, actually. Um, For me, Talk to Me is about the only movie I've seen in the last three years. I'm like, I really want to see more of this. Like, I would okay. love to see this as a franchise. Um, mm-hmm. Everything else on this list, I could, I could give or take, honestly. Even Gremlin, you know, which is probably my number one. I think Rowan loves Gremlins. Um, yeah, I would Rowan actually cut it, it Follows, personally, um, which is one where I like that movie. Yeah. But, yeah. And I'm not specifically okay. jazzed about a sequel. Um, are there any others that jump out to you, Adam, that you'd cut? Uh, it Follows, I mentioned a while back. Um, yeah. Other um, what? What else? I've not seen Thanksgiving. Happy Death Day. I'd actually remove Happy Death Day because I didn't like the second film at all. So I'm not at all excited to see a third one. Um, the second film is kind of trash, actually. Um, no, but Adam. I think the first, I love the first one. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm, I look, you know, I probably do. I really love the first one. Um, so that's the reason I didn't bring up Don't Breathe because I really love the first Don't Breathe and the second one is one of the worst movies of the last 10 years. So I, I, I don't want to see a third one. Um, what about cutting Constantine? This was actually just an honorable mention to me. I don't know if anyone else even had it on their list. Oh, I didn't have it on my list either, but I like it. And I, would I mean, like I, I really I like it. Yeah, I'm saying with Foster. But and, and you know what? everything there's else. A, there's also a thing where um, Stephen Colbert asked Keanu Reeves, what movie, what character would he like to play again out of everything he's done? And Constantine is the one sequel he wants to make. So I think that kind of says a bit. And, and I like I like the idea of having more Constantine. <laughs> also, uh, Constantine would come up if and when comic book movies ever comes up. Um, mm. You know what I mean? I, I don't I don't think of this first and fi- foremost as a horror movie. I think of it kind of like as a comic book movie that's like got a strong horror influence to it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. We will cut Constantine then. That does give us to ten. Our top ten is going to be Talk to Me, Orphan. The Shining, Happy Death Day, 28 Days Later, Thanksgiving, Gremlins, Cabin in the Woods, Trick or Treat, and World War Z. So let's rank them. Are there any that were like, yeah, this is the weakest. This should be 10 right away. <laughs> this is a crazy top 10 already. I know. <laughs> um, That's a happy death day. <laughs> maybe one of the zombie ones. That's fine with but me. But I'm not sure which one. Um, maybe put, World War Z would be my choice for the if if I, if I had to prioritize World War Z to Twenty Eight Days Later. In terms of a franchise, I think Twenty Eight Days Later as a film is definitely the better. Right. Um, but I, I but I think I'm I'm going to be outvoted in that one, so I'm willing to make World War Z go lower. Um, but but I that's prefer to see Twenty Eight Days Later than the World War Z sequel. But that's me. There we go. Do we do we want World War Z at ten? Then are we saying, or are are we just saying that's the lower between the two zombie movies? I would be okay with yeah. World War Z at ten. I'm okay mm-hmm. with either. I will say, like, let's say tomorrow two announcements are made: World War Z two and twenty eight months later. Which one are you more excited to see? Probably twenty eight months two. later for me. Twenty eight months later. Twenty eight months later for sure. Yeah. So I am definitely outvoted. So we'll put World War Z at ten. <laughs> that's fine. Hey, it's on the list. It's on the list. You you win another one, Heath. You definitely win. <laughs> Relax, Heath. I actually very rarely win. Jeez. <laughs> Rowan Jeez. usually wins by just letting Foster and I pelt each other. <laughs> he just wins by default. I know how to play the game. What can I say? You should have joined Squid Game. <laughs> oh no, I would I would die so fast in Squid Game. <laughs> oh no, the 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 Netflix series, the, the actual real one. Oh yeah, the uh, co- competition. So I'm gonna say one that I know Rowan's gonna hate me, so I apologize. I am taking shots at Rowan today. Uh, I think Cabin in the Woods should be next. This oh no, I am I am totally fine with that. Yeah, totally this was an honorable yeah. mention because, and again, it's strictly because the ending is so definitive. Mm-hmm. Like they really would be exclusively tied to same time frame elsewhere in the world or a prequel. And yeah, I thought you had me Heath (laughs) still something I knew you loved. I had to go after you. Although damn you for agreeing immediately. (laughs) That's fine. I'll just tell you, drop a little bomb. That was actually my number two. Was it really? Wow. Wow. I expected Rowan to lead the charge on that one. (laughs) No, if they announced cabin in the woods too, I'd be hyped. Oh, I'd be hyped. Don't mm. don't get me wrong. I just 
Yeah. I mean, like I'd be Other more hyped for most I'd of the ones on this list. For. <laughs> Foster, what would you put next? Um, I'd put most of them lower than than Cabin in the Woods. Um, I mean, like, like even like Thanksgiving, which I would love to see as a franchise. If they announce Cabin in the Woods two or like a Cabin in the Woods prequel versus they announce Thanksgiving two, I'm probably more interested in the Cabin in the Woods movie. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, so Cabin in the ca- Woods not locked in nine. <laughs> I will retract that. So um, what? No, you can. I mean, we can keep it at nine. I don't. I don't have one maybe, that I think we're going to have a consensus on. Right. Um, maybe Thanksgiving at nine and Cabin at eight. I'd be fine with that. What, 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 what yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. I'm not saying Thanksgiving, so that's good for me. Uh, I mean, I would put 28 Days Later even below Thanksgiving and Cabin in the Woods, to be honest. Really? Ooh. Oh, maybe. Okay, never mind. <laughs> well, no, I, I haven't seen, you know, I, I haven't seen Thanksgiving, but Cabin in the Woods, like, I, I would be fine if it was higher, but I'm not strongly attached to it being higher. What if oh, we shut did... up about Cabin in the Woods, Rowan? <laughs> <laughs> what if we did uh, twenty eight days later? At seven. At seven. That's good with me. Right. So we have Thanksgiving at nine, Cabin in the Woods at eight, twenty eight days later at seven, at six. Uh, for me, the next would be Orphan. I haven't, oh, seen or- I haven't seen that's Orphan, fine. so that is totally I fine. I forgot that you all hadn't seen that. Yeah. Happy Death Day feels high. Happy Death Day, I would be fine with being next. Top five. Oof. I think all of us had it top five except for you, though, Adam. <laughs> that was- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I think this is a good I'm, I'm, I'm going yeah. to be happy Gremlins is going to beat it at least. Yeah. Um, I feel like Talk to Me would be my next one. Yeah, I Talk love, to Me is actually my, movie, my number four next. It's, as well. it, it's my number 10 on my list, so I'm shocked it's gotten this high. Well, it wasn't on my list. Yeah. <laughs> well, do we need to reevaluate then? How high, how high was Talk to Me for you, Adam? Um, probably would be number one, to be honest. Oh, wow. um, oh okay. Because, that throws yeah. That's going to wait it then. Yeah. Well, it's I, the movie I, of, I, your, of your people. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Racka, racka. That, um, that a little bias here, I'm sensing. <laughs> Honestly, man, the, the, I don't like modern horror, um, but the best the best horror I've seen lately is the best three horror movies are Australian. I don't know if you guys have seen Lake Mungo either, but you need to check out Lake Mungo if you can. I need to. I've listened to a podcast about it, and that is the extent yeah. of my... <laughs> Get chills. Yeah, um, right. Sorry to take us off track. Our top three is going to be The Shining, Gremlins, and Trick or Treat, then. Shining three? Maybe Gremlins three? So Shining is my number one. You guys have Trick or Treat pretty high, don't you? Trick or Treat is my number one. Trick or Treat is my number two. Trick or Treat is my number one. I would personally have Gremlins next at number three. I would be Yeah, do that. Yeah, I'm happy with Shining beating Gremlins. All right. And so then between Trick or Treat and The Shining, how sacred cow is The Shining? Do we, or are we okay with, since we've already broken the seal with Dr. Sleep? I Essentially, mean, that's, yeah. it sounds like that's what it comes down to. Trick or Treat is the, two of our number ones. Two yeah, of our yeah, number ones? Yes, it's Foster mm-hmm. and my number one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then never mind. <laughs> I think that makes so, it quite definitive because <laughs> it was my number two. So yeah, there, there we go. All right. Well, 
for all that preamble, that was actually really quick. <laughs> it was quick. So here it is, the definitive Franchise Paradiso top 10 list for movies that we want to see become franchises. Let's count it down. At number 10, World War Z. At number 9, Thanksgiving. Number 8, Cabin in the Woods. Number 7, 28 Days Later. Number 6, Orphan. Number 5, Happy Death Day. Number 4, Talk to Me. Number three, Gremlins. Number two, The Shining. And number one, In Our Hearts, Forever and Always, Sam. Little boy, <laughs> knapsack head Sam in Trick or Treat. We did it. Congratulations, everyone. Yay. Huzzah. <laughs> I really need to see that film like, tomorrow. I feel bad for Adam. Yeah, the number one was decided <laughs> so quickly and you haven't even seen it. <laughs> oh, that's good. I trust you guys are the experts. Honestly, that's fine by me. Adam, I just want to watch I will it tomorrow. Anticipate your letterbox review of it. I expect I it say. on the docket uh, in about two hours. I don't care that it's almost past midnight your time in Australia. It's almost one in the morning. Um, yeah, I'll, um, when I when I give it my two stars, you can all hate on me. I will be ready to do that. So that about wraps it up. Again, Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. I we really appreciate it, and uh, I had an absolute blast having you on. Yeah, no worries. I had an absolute blast being on. It was, um, yeah, it's good fun. And uh, anytime, reach a uh, shout out. Um, yep. if you, no, we'll definitely you know, have you on again in the future uh, for sure. So, uh, And uh, thanks to all our listeners as well for tolerating our insufferable fandom. We love each and every one of you. And as always, couldn't be more grateful that you take the time out of your day to listen to our incoherent ramblings. If you want to positively rate and review our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and or share it with friends, We'd be really appreciative. But for now, it's time to say goodbye, and we'll see you next time. So until then, bye. Bye.